double L C I T Y H U double L C I T Y. That's all we need. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Tigers Down Under. I'm your host, as always, Alex, and with me I have Logan. How are you, Logan? Alex, I'm doing well. Uh, good to good to be back, and obviously could be speaking under potentially even better circumstances, but. Obviously, that point uh, turned out to be a pretty important one, nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. We've got we've got roving reporter Logan today, so I do appreciate you joining us for this one. It will be a uh, short and sweet episode, but it was a, as you said there, it was an important point against Bristol City. It was it made it six week or six games undefeated, I should say, um, with the last two games ending in draws. Probably a little bit disappointing not to get the three points against Bristol City. Um, conceding as we did in stoppage time, both goals, well, the first coming from a set piece, the second one coming from sort of a rebound played from a set piece. Um, but overall, probably no complaints with the result, I suppose. Uh, I guess whenever you whenever you lead, essentially throughout the entire game, you know, you're always going to have some level of complaint. But I think it was just the matter that, uh, you know, it was still a, a really positive performance. And I alluded to this a couple of weeks ago. It was just, uh, it's its the way that we're playing and it's the manner that we're going about our business. Um, you know, it's, it is disappointing to to be on the back end of some, you know, faults at set pieces yet again. But you always get that feeling, particularly when we're first to score, uh, that we're, we're a really difficult side to beat now. And I know that obviously the feeling in the city camp and uh, I can tell from the, the post-match interview with, with Grant McCann, uh, it was really deflating that we didn't come away with all three, but you know, it was the fact that we're still scoring goals and and we did look look really good as as we have the last uh, six games on this current unbeaten run. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing for me. It's the fact that, in a way, it was almost a positive that we were disappointed to only take the point that we were in that winning position for so long. And and as you say, managing to score more goals, Longman with a fantastic first goal and. Honeyman with his fourth in six games, I think, for us now. So between the two of them, really starting to show some strong form. Longman, I think, has four score involvements in his last five games as well. Um, probably goal of the season contender from Longman, I think. Yeah, certainly. Is it? I was almost a shock because it came, as you said, after only three minutes. To see a goal of, of that quality so early in a match is, uh, you know, a great way to start. And you know, City are a, a much more impressive side when they're when they're playing from in front. And I know that sounds like a, a football cliche but uh, I'd love to see the statistics on uh, the points that we've taken in games when when we've led because we're a really hard team to peg back yeah definitely um, and then I guess again McLaughlin I mean this this was probably his most um, all-round dominant display I think for the season he's had some really impressive outings the last few weeks but I think this one was the one where he probably walked away from the game as the MVP uh, which we'll probably get to in a, in a little bit but um, he, he was certainly, you know, two two efforts to really certainly uh, deny goals for Bristol City and really um, showed again just the form that he's displaying this season has been fantastic. Yeah, I think uh, the last podcast I was on, actually, we, we dedicated some time to, to speaking about his form. And so, you know, to be continuing in, in the manner that he is, uh, it's, it's a really pleasing situation for, for City to, to find themselves in. And as you also touched on as well, Honeyman popping up and scoring another goal. Uh, you know, he's in a rich a rich vein of, of goal-scoring form, which we don't often associate with George Honeyman. So uh, it seems that there's multiple players, you know, hitting their straps, which is probably, uh, you know, no surprise as to why we find ourselves in a, a six-game unbeaten run. 
Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Okay, well, um, let's let's jump on then, and we will go through our three, two, one votes from the game. I'll, I'll kick us off. I think, as I sort of touched on there, I think McLaughlin is head and shoulders above the others for the three votes in this game. I think his efforts to deny a couple of goals for Bristol City really stood out for me. And um, you know, as we've said, as much as he's been really solid the last few games, I think this was easily his um, best performance for the season. Um, Longman got the two votes for me, that goal in the third minute, um, really showing he's just really stepping up and really gaining confidence in the side. And um, long may it continue for us this season, pun not intended there, but um, really starting to put a really solid season together for us. Um, and Honeyman for the one vote, I think the I think the three votes really picked themselves this, this week. Um, all three probably, you know, the key contributors in this performance. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd love to, to split you and, uh, and throw another name in the mix, but... I think you nailed it. It was it was a really straightforward uh, three two one this week, and, and I won't argue with any of your uh, your selections. The, the one enough. notable thing is I, I really did appreciate uh, the the somewhat Tom Eves assist in the in the build up yep. for the honeymoon goal as well. Um, yeah, no, that's a good yeah good shout. We didn't really touch on that, but that that ball across the box was from him was brilliant. Yeah, and I, and I probably wouldn't go as far as enough to hazard that it was worth a. Uh, a point in the in the man of the match performance, but just a, an honourable mention. But I'll uh, I'll match you on your three two ones. No doubt, yeah. Um, just a really brief comment on the off field news. There was an article in the Hull Daily Mail that um, looks like the the director of football that's incoming with the um the the takeover bid is Tan Kessler. Don't know a whole lot about him. It looks like he's a pretty well connected guy in the world of football. Has connections with players like. Uh, Ilkay Gundogan at Man City, um, Jamie Vardy, I think, has been involved with some of his work previously as well. So, seems to be. Um, we, we've always said for years that you know you want to have someone who knows football in the club, running the club day to day, and to have someone of that standing coming in sounds really promising. It really does, and I mean, I've I've been very very careful to you know speak on the takeover issue in the last few weeks, just because it is such an unknown, and I know that we are really excited. Uh, and, and optimistic about about the changes that are you know forthcoming, but as you mentioned, if if you've got uh, an appointment of that pedigree and then that nature coming to the club, then uh, you know whilst it's nothing guaranteed, it, it certainly does seem like a, a very uh, positive and, and big appointment to to get the fans uh, you know feeling inspired about what what potential is around the corner and, and what may be to come. Yeah, certainly. And, and I, th- I think he was in attendance at the game uh, on the weekend against Bristol City. And my understanding is that he's watched all of our other games this season remotely. So um, seems to bode pretty well if he's already quite familiar with the side and um, they'll be able to hit the ground running when, when that does eventually go through. Um, OK, well, what we might do is we'll skip that uh, the triple flashback feature for this week. We'll uh, bring that back for next week's podcast um, after our Christmas special with the, uh, the Hollenbach boys. Um, and we'll jump on straight to the preview of a pretty important game this weekend against Nottingham Forest, who, who themselves are in some really fantastic form as well. Um, I think they've, I mean, in, in fairness, they've won, only won two of their last five, but um, sitting pretty well in the table. Um, they did knock off Swansea in their last game as well, which was uh, pretty impressive, and um, have won three of their last five against us, or, or I think are, are undefeated in three of their last five um, against us. They're they're managed by Steve Cooper now, who um, did take over from Chris Uden near the start of the season after um, a pretty poor start to the season. And I guess that sort of emphasises if you want to think of who their most important player is at this point of the season, um, given the fact that they had such a poor start to the season with this group of players, to have that turnaround under uh, Steve Cooper probably highlights that if anyone's the most important 
person in that side, it, it's probably Steve Cooper. <laughs> yeah, and and that's a, a really interesting uh, you know a, a comment to make, given the fact that it was, as you said, Chris Hutton, uh, nonetheless, who's an incredibly uh, reputable championship manager, certainly, and you know has uh, has got Premier League experience. So, you know, well done to them. And as you mentioned, I think that um you know Forest have have been a somewhat of a bogey side for us in recent times and. You know, if, if we are to, to keep rolling and, and to add to this uh, six six game unbeaten run, um, it, it's going to be a very uh, very tough game to you know to be able to, to, to keep the momentum rolling against a, a pretty difficult forest side. Yeah, certainly. Do, do you see any changes to our side for this one? Uh, I, can't, I can't really see what, what the need for for a media shakeup would be. I think that you know, as we touched on with the the actual performance of of the players against Bristol. Um, you know, discounting the the obvious set piece woes, I just I'm not too sure that the Grant McCann would be in a hurry to, to unsettle the lineup that you know, as we mentioned, has had uh, you know is in a pretty pretty positive run and um, you know he's experienced some late success. So uh, I can't really see the the need to, to do anything uh, you know rational and there's no one you know coming back. I think that that really forces a change. Uh, so. Me- Maybe Tyler Smith up top for, for I guess, Wilkes, maybe? Yeah, I, I think that, that that may be the case. But, you know, we, we talked a, a few weeks back about the, the fact that, you know, Wilkes was kind of out, out of out of form, uh, certainly, and, and wasn't really scoring. But, um, you know, he got the, that long-range uh, long goal sorry, last week. Um, and, you know, it hasn't really... I, I don't think in the way that McCann has seemed to, to stick Bind would would warrant a change, um, or at least a, a direct change. I think likely we're likely to see Carl Smith come off the bench, but um, I'd be really surprised if Wilkes wasn't to start um, personally. Fair enough. Um, and how do you see this one going? Do you see us being strong enough to grab? Oh, I could I could maybe see a draw out of this. I think we're in a pretty imperious form at the moment ourselves, but um, it's it's a real test. Yeah, it really is. But I think the the one thing about you know coming away from that that Bristol game is if anything it's probably inspirational for the for the feeling in the camp given that you know we certainly were robbed of three points so that would be the feeling not the sense that uh, you know we we got a fair point or a fair result so I think given that um, I I know that it is a tough a, a tough game and I definitely do see Forest as a, as a very stiff challenge but I wouldn't be surprised to see if we uh, if we kept rolling and, uh, and got three points out of this so I'm gonna I'm gonna back us for a 2-1 win Wow, I'm wow, pretty confident. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. And, and I, I mean, I guess maybe that sounds a little bit arrogant to, to sort of be saying that after the, the run that we've had to start the season. But I honestly think looking at the, especially the last two performances against Reading and um, Bristol City, and just the confidence that we've had passing the ball around, um, the way that we've attacked them, the chances that we've created, the goals that we've scored, um, shows that we're in pretty good form and, and, and a pretty confident side. And, and as you said, the fact that we haven't made a change to the side for the last three games now, I think, shows that it's a pretty settled side and the players would be feeling pretty confident in their abilities as well. And um, it's not as if there's no one sort of pushing them for spots either. So I think the players will know that they have to keep performing to keep their spots in the side. Um, and it all sort of combines or all sort of leads to um, a pretty pretty strong side in, in pretty confident form. Um, I think I, I saw the highlights of that Swansea, the win over Swansea the other day and I mean, Forrest played well, but I think Swansea themselves are, are kind of slipping down the table at the moment. They're not in very good form. So um, I think, you know, 
there's not too much to read into that victory in in that sense um and, and it means that that the forest side are there for us to to get at we shouldn't be scared of them um and when you consider that our last loss was what a 1-0 loss to west rom 6 weeks ago um there's not really any reason that we should fear a side in this division no, absolutely not. And and as we've you know we've been accustomed to with the, with the last decade plus, we we know what to expect in the championship, and we know that you know going on any any uh, momentum run like we're experiencing at the moment is, is a very difficult thing to do. Um, you know you get challenges thick and fast in the championship, and so you know for a team like uh, Swansea to be sliding down the ladder, it's it's not a surprise to us. Um, you know, fair play to to Forest, but when you do have these these runs of momentum, they're Incredibly important for um, you know, for making that uh, the, the, the playoff pitch in next next season. And I mean, if you look if you look down the league ladder now, I think it's only ten points that separate uh, us and, and sixth place. Which you know, uh, a month ago uh, you, you would have found very difficult to even be uh, mentioning City in the playoff picture. And all of a sudden, you start to, to pick up a, a couple more wins against teams that um, you know are in the playoff picture themselves. And, and all of a sudden, you, you've got yourself a a very different uh, objective, and you know we we speculated a little bit last uh, last episode that you know well, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but it is a possibility, and I, I still feel that way um, after the Bristol result. And tell you what, three points against Forest at the weekend, and uh, you can certainly start to look up the table there. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest frustration with that Bristol City draw is the fact that if we'd held on for that win, um, I think. I was looking at the table and I think, which you should never really do mid-match, I suppose, but we were, we would have been something like five points off um, eighth, I think it was, and four points off top half, which just goes to show if we had got that win, as you say, all of a sudden you're in that conversation to be looking up that table towards the playoffs rather than down at the relegation picture. Um, But it's certainly going to be an interesting game against Forest. We've got another couple of big games to come after that against Blackburn and then Sheffield United to close off the the year before Blackpool on the um, 2nd of January. So it's a big next four games, I guess, if you want to call it that as a group, Um, but before the FA Cup game against Everton as well. So um, it's a big couple of of games to come. Um, We're kind of fortunate at the moment. We're only playing that one game a week. I think with all the COVID issues in England at the moment, it's probably a good thing that we've got that break between games to sort of Oh, I mean, I guess you look at it both ways that maybe you want to fit the games in quickly or you want to have that break so that if there is a COVID postponement, it's not wiping out a whole bunch of games. But uh, look, it's certainly going to be an interesting Christmas period. Uh, we've got lots to look forward to um, and we'll be back next week to uh, to chat about that Forest game and look ahead to that Blackburn game. But um, until then, thanks for joining me on this one, Logan. No worries, Alex. Great to be here. No problem. And thanks, everyone, for listening in. Until next time, come on, City. You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast, The Tigers Down Under. For more discussion, join us on Facebook at the Hull City AFC Australia Facebook or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber Black. No turn